Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Today, on a special archive edition, the doc talks to Prince Protégé and the voice contestant Tamar Davis and discusses the Janelle Monet album Electric Ladyland. And now, he wants the funk, the whole funk, and nothing but the funk, Dr. Funkenberry. What's up, y'all? It's your milk and honey, Dr. Funkenberry with the Dr. Funk Podcast. On today's episode, we feature Janelle Monae's Electric Ladyland, along with our special guest, The Voices, Tamar Davis, talking about her experiences, her journeys, working with Prince and Tyler Perry and her whole process of Broadway and the plays that she's done, just focusing on her career and giving her some mad love and support for The Voice. Just listen to this show. You're going to enjoy it. It's one of our archive specials. Also, remember, guys, support the podcast. Just subscribe. Like us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Don't follow us in real life, though. You can follow us everywhere else and like us everywhere else. That's great. Make sure to go to drfunkenberry.com for all the latest music news and everything else that your mom told you that you're going to need when you grow up to be a big boy or big girl. Much love and keep it funky. See you after. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Here it was. I started the show late trying to avoid technical difficulties, and we had technical difficulties. I want to thank you guys for being here. I appreciate your patience. I apologize for the lateness running of the show. Thank you guys so much. As you saw before, we kicked off the show with some Janelle Monet performing live on Letterman. Also, her new album drops today, Electric Lady. And she also has a song with Prince on there called Giving Them What They Love. Now we're hoping that you're going out and buying the Target version of the album. The only reason that we're asking for that is it's a double version of the album so you guys get more bang for your buck, which is always good. As you guys know, we have a very special guest with us today, Tamar Davis, the one and only Tamar. Uh, who actually performed with Prince a few weeks ago in New York. We're going to get her take on that and a bunch of other stuff. She's going to be taking all your questions, and I want to thank her for being a part of this show and being so gracious. She's such a nice person. Um, getting to some other things before we bring on Tamar. Um, as you saw, Prince right now, Prince and MPG, Third Eye Girl, the TMP, whatever you want to call them, they're on a little bit of a break right now, but they will be coming back. Um, as you guys are aware, there was auditions in L.A. for the Breakfast Can Wait video over the weekend. Um, the video has not been shot yet. That was just auditions. Uh, the twins, um, which Tamar knows quite well, um, choreographed and are, are choreographing and producing the video. So we're actually going to have them as guests soon on that. Um, We've been talking about it. We know that there is supposed to be an album coming out with Cold Out Music, and we've kind of discussed that it would make sense for maybe there to be two albums, one like a soul album with the MPG, Soul Funk, and a rock album with Third Eye Girl. We've discussed that several times. I know that a lot of people, it's been hitting the message boards. When we have something more clear for you, um, we will let you know. We'd also love a live record from him. Um, but that is what is going on. And I don't want to delay any further. Tamar has been very patient. She cannot wait to see you guys. Um, I'm going to be playing right now a video from her performing with Larry Graham from a few weeks ago at the BB Kings in New York. Um, it's going to be on your screen right now. For those watching an archive, go ahead and press play. All right, that was her, and please welcome to the Spreecast, the one, the only, Tamar. <laughs> Hi! Oh my god, y'all have been so patient. I'm like, I don't know how to do all this stuff. Hi! Oh, y'all are too cute. I don't know how to do this. You guys, please forgive me. I'm new to this whole this internet stuff is like overwhelming. And it's funny, not to name drop, but Prince said that it would be like this. And it is crazy. This is too many passwords. I'm trying to keep up with passwords. 
That's much. why with everything, if you guys are watching, you can log in with your Facebook, with your Twitter. You can join everything going on here. You can say hello to lovely Tamar. Tamar, how I'm have so you been? Excited. Oh my gosh! I mean, I'm I'm tired right now. I've never been so drained in my life. I'm tired because I'm working on so many projects. I I just met someone at Starbucks today that may have me doing a huge nonprofit event, like a song, and it. Like, it's just moving like this, and I'm just drained, so. Hi, Prince now, fans! <laughs> and there's Tamar fans, too, Prince and Tamar fans. Now, I know that you just played with Prince a few weeks ago in New York. How did that come about? People have been wanting to know that. You guys are getting inside information. Anyways, um, long story short, through a close friend of mine, I was told that Shelby and Liv were performing. And so I was kind of like, what, they're in New York? And I'm in New York, I gotta see them. So I couldn't go because I, I'm starting on Broadway. And so I couldn't go because I was in heavy rehearsals. And then next thing I know, I called up Kim Berry, who does his hair. And I said, Kim, I need to, I got a surprise Prince. He doesn't know I'm in New York. And so that's exactly what happened. He had no clue I was there. I was just like a little girl all over again. And when he saw him, he was like, what are you doing here? I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then next thing I know, as always, he's the best. He gives me a mic and I'm sitting on the side of the stage. Like, what am I doing with this mic? And he's like, nothing compares. And I was like, nothing compares. I've never sang this song in my life. But I appreciate it. You guys, I was the most emotional chick that whole night. Like. I was just the most emotional chick. I was like, I am in front of the people who helped this career go to another level. You guys are the, simply the best. Y'all are the best. You're the best. See, because that's amazing because so many years have, have passed by since you last performed them. Now, my first, aside from the house parties in L.A., my first experience of seeing you live with him was at the Viper Room in Los Angeles. And that was an experience. And then... I was there, and then at the Roxy the following week, you rocked it both okay, places. You want to know, know something really interesting, guys? Okay, you guys are going to laugh, so I'm not going to be mad at you, but at the Roxy, that was the first time we had the strobe lights. That's the first time I'd ever, ever experienced strobe lights. You guys, I don't know if any of you were in the audience, but I fell in the audience. But it seemed like I dived, so I just thought I'd share that tad bit secret. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I fell. <laughs> I, I didn't see <laughs> that, but I was in the back. <laughs> I fell. I have to be honest. I fell. <laughs> fell. You. None of us caught that. At, at least I, I didn't catch it. Like, yeah, they were oh. like this, and I was like, "What in the crap is that?" And next thing I know, I literally fell, and people caught me. It was by the grace of God that I did not fall flat on my face. That's how scary it was. Oh, Cody, of course, Cody, you helped me up. Of course. Cody comes to the rescue as always. See, <laughs> he said I, he, he was a safety guy. <laughs> he's always at the front and I'm towards the back. But yeah, Cody's there, you know, wanting to make sure if uh, you're playing play that funky music, you're making sure to call him for it. <laughs> Man, those are the days, man. It's, it's nothing like it. It's, it's nothing it like amazing. dancing with the twins and coming up with all that choreography. And, and I think what was the blessing out of all of it was that I had no preconceived anything about Prince. I was raised on Prince, but I wasn't raised on, you know, what you guys have followed him for all these years. I was very green, and he appreciated me being so green. I just didn't know. Little Red Corvette, I didn't know that song. And I, I'm being honest, I just did not. Now, <laughs> let's get to two things. I'm going to go way back with you, for, for not everyone who may know everything. Now, didn't you record with Prince, like, in your teenage years, like, far, far back? Well, not too far back. I, Man, I don't... I recorded with Prince, start. but I didn't meet him at the time. I uh, um, All I can remember, because I was so young, was that I was at Paisley Park. I remember the studio... And I remember going and record with an engineer, and I remember singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, but it was his version that he had written for me. Um, and 
that that's it. That's literally what happened. I never met him. Um, and then the story goes on to 2005. I started working with Tamia and the infamous Fatima Robinson. And Fatima Robinson gave me the best encouragement anyone could have ever given me at that time. And she was just like, you are a triple threat. And so I just stayed in contact with her. And then I, I got a call from her, pulled up at the house, the old, the original 3121. And um, there was all these trailers outside. And I'm a girl from Texas, so I've never seen this before. And I go, and it's 3 in the morning, and it's 4 in the morning. And then next, you know, they're like, okay, cut. That's a wrap. And I'm like, what the heck is a wrap? I didn't do anything. And lo and behold, she wanted me to meet him. But, you know, it's a long story. And um, that man is the best thing since sliced bread. And y'all tell him I said that. <laughs> You're telling him yourself. Absolutely. And the twins... <laughs> I spoke with the twins about a half hour, 40 minutes ago. They wanted to tell you hello and they miss you. you know? I love them. I miss them too. We used to act so goofy. I mean, we had that place balling laughing because we would do some of the craziest stuff. So I really miss them. I actually tried to read. I, I think we talked maybe some months ago. I got to do better, but uh, I miss them so much. And they helped me rise to the occasion of helping choreograph. Thanks to Prince. Prince is like, Tamar, you can choreograph this show. You and the twins can do it. And we did it. And that's what y'all got on that 11 City Tour. And Saturday Night Live and Good Morning America and all that stuff. Saturday Night Live. How? Okay, because I know the Good Morning America, you actually had a larger crowd. But let's go to Saturday Night Live when you did Fury, which a lot of people, and Beautiful, Love, and Blessed, a lot of people feel that was He's had so many, so it's hard to compare, but, but a lot of people feel that that was one of his best ever TV performances with you and the twins. Uh, How amazing was that experience? Y'all are going to get me crying. You know what? Um, uh, my Growing up in Houston, my parents, they're not musicians. No one in my family is musicians. So I wasn't raised on Saturday Night Live and the typical 80s rap that most of us were raised on. So Saturday Night Live was such a a real moment like it wasn't until I stepped on the I think when we stepped on stage and I looked in the audience that I realized that I was at Saturday Night Live you, you hear about these things but it's not till you're there and you soak it up for various reasons outside of the notoriety of it and then I got wind that that was the number one watch you know Saturday Night Live at that time I think it was like seven point something million viewers yes. and it still hadn't hit me but Beautiful Love and Bless has been such an emotional song for me so every time we performed it which was very rare there was such an unsaid connection with the whole team, you know, and um, just to be able to do that song on Saturday Night Live and like we wanted to jam to the sun came up on that one song. That's how passionate, you know, we were about that performance. So it was fun. It was fun. It was tight, but it was fun. <laughs> right. Now, um, we know that I believe that the title of that CD was called Milk and Honey. Unfortunately, that, that was the title of the corrector is like my, my mind not going in the right place. Um, yeah, Milk and Honey was the title. Yes, and uh, we, won't, we won't get on it. We know that unfortunately it was not released. Unless you want to share details with it, we can't go on it. But a lot of us were looking forward to that. Um, as my different persona, we had you at the Highlands nightclub. Uh, at an event there, and we actually played some tracks from the album that night, and it went over really well with the crowd, and we were hoping it was going to come out, and Universal did not make the right decision in that. If you want to touch base with it, you can. If not, we're going to go on to the next subject. <laughs> well, at that time, Prince was such a scholar in teaching me about the business, uh, the music business. I went to USC, and I graduated with a music business degree, so I was pretty knowledgeable, but not as knowledgeable as him. So when things kind of went a little awry, I don't think it was for the bad. I think for the people who were waiting on it, it was. But as far as the song not coming out, I, I have to tell you guys, I read. I'm a nerd when it comes to reading. And I have my perspective on things that happen in my life have changed based on the outlook in which I perceive them to be. So what are the odds that the song that got nominated was a song that I co-wrote with the biggest person of all time, not from a legend standpoint, but from an artistic musicianship standpoint. And it happened to be on his record that did come out. So of course, right. you know, my first love, you know, all I want is you, those songs, I wish they would have went a little bigger. But the fact that I was still able to stay and go to sleep at night with a Grammy nominated song on Prince 
his album just you know it, it it just was everything and it almost felt like a father protecting a daughter you know and i didn't know all the details and i really you know i wanted to know but i think i was protected to not know and the cool thing is all those relationships are still intact um i still keep in touch with some of the people from universal republic just to say hello um you know and then being in new york you're always running into people that are fond of your work and that at the end of the day is highly respected and the fact that i can still get on stage with him and Larry and, and just be a family all over again. That's what matters. And the relationship is still intact, which I know y'all were in shock to see because <laughs> everybody was talking. <laughs> yeah. Now we know, and maybe you can uh, tell us more about this. You are working on your sophomore album uh, and it's, it's not, you don't have a title for it yet. I don't have a title for it yet because new things keep happening. New features uh. keep coming up. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm on Broadway now, so I've been negotiating some deals with TV and film. I'm very excited about that. The album is the most precedent. I don't like saying exactly the details of the record because I've noticed some people kind of go and try to run with it. But let's just say I'm recording with a live string orchestra pretty soon that I'm very excited about. I'm going back to my roots of singing ballads. Um, and of course, you know, I'm a funketeer, of course, but my roots is just singing ballads, um, singing back in French like I used to in high school. So it's some things up my sleeve when it comes to that. Static, oh, thank you. Static is, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> thank there you. you. Um, so yeah, and then um, the book is finished. Finally, my autobiography, pretty lengthy, pretty detailed, but I have a feeling it's gonna answer wow. all questions that people wanna know. That is pretty awesome. Writing a book, that's a lot, especially if it's going to be likely, like you say. I'm sure you had a lot to say, though. Um, I do. Another, another thing, you, you have a college tour happening this year into next. Is that, is that correct? I do. I don't know if a lot of you know, but through my nonprofit, I'm very passionate about education and art, so edutainment. And I got asked to be on a college tour. I'm still waiting on those dates so you guys get to come and hear me speak. And you get to hear me talk, uh, perform. So that's coming up pretty soon. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm nervous though, because I'm gonna be in front of young people and, you know, but it's cool. I've been doing it for a year now, but this is our official college tour. Awesome. Now tell us about your Broadway experience. Um, that you've been that you've been on for the past several years if people do not know or do not follow you that closely like they should <laughs> well I, I i was working with tyler perry and i got really encouraged to really speak out broadway so we are in the process of working with the infamous tony award-winning lilius white um and the show is just beyond phenomenal they're tweaking it a lot um so i play the little young spicy girl with a lot of pizzazz and um can't give away the title just yet, but we already presented some shows already, and so now we're about to get ready to fully launch it. So that's been a lot of, lot of exciting because it's a, it's a totally new thing for me. Even though it's stage, it's still new. So. Right. Now I see someone asked this question. Although you kind of talked about it a little, um, a little bit, uh, they said you and Prince have been friends a long time. Uh, what I know is, is that I, I talked with him last year and he brought you up and he spoke very highly of you. So it sounds like even though you guys may not be in touch every day, he still considers you a great talent and a good friend. Yes, How do you feel that about so that, true. of course? Uh, it's still, I mean, Prince is family. I, I don't know. Um, like I said, I was very green when I started working with him. Like I treated him mm -hmm. just like my brother. And I, I can't speak for him. I think that that was a huge bonus for me. Um, and when I didn't know something, I asked him. When I needed help, I asked him. If I was discouraged, he encouraged me. When I didn't know the business, he taught it to me. Um, it was really like a student teacher, but then it became this mentor, then it became a big brother, then it became an uncle. Then it just became so much that I never could have asked for it. And so when it was given to me, it was well received from a different perspective of that I wanted to learn and I wasn't in awe. Um, but I think the first time I got nervous was when I saw him in New York. I was just like, ah, like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. 
I don't know what to like go up and just ransack him and hug him or what to do. So we just stood there and just like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Like, you know, so um, I am truly honored to be able to know that out of every person on this earth, that is who God chose me to work with and that I'll continually work with him. And it's a blessing to know that he still supports everything I do. And I have a feeling it's not over yet. So you just never know. You can't, you can't put any um, dates on anything. So that's the exciting part. It's, it's like an open book and it's not closed and I don't think it'll ever close. And uh, right. I think when it really hit me that I was working with him was when I was in Barnes and Noble and they had this big purple book, velvet purple book, and it had prints on there. And I was like, I wonder if I'm in there. And lo and behold, I'm in the last five pages and I just fell in tears. So you guys make sure you tell him I am forever in debt for him. Sunday in the park. Yes, Portia. I didn't want to take you here. So wrong. So wrong, so wrong, so wrong. We shouldn't have to live in fear. My dear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that song. <laughs> now, another, it's all good. I appreciate you singing. We we encourage it here. Absolutely <laughs> encourage you going out and belting out music. It's better than me singing. Well, Go right ahead. Let me answer Baron3121. Dancing room only. Right. Prince really challenged me to think outside the box. He was like, you know, you can talk about love. You can talk about this. You can talk about that. So I came up with dancing room only because in the South, like, people used to really dance. So it came to the point where it was just like, I want to write about where you can't even come into this room unless you're dancing. And so that's kind of how the song came about, like dancing room only. That's literally how it came about. <laughs> and all I want was you, all I want is you was recorded in one take, by the way. I came up with those songs off the top of my head. That's the type of guy you guys admire. His name is Prince Rogers Nelson. That's what he pulled out of me, was all I wanted you <laughs> right at the top. <laughs> one take. That's, a, that's awesome. Like, especially with the one take now with artists, it rarely happens that way. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I love that you shared that with us. That's incredible. And uh, thank you, Baron, yeah. for the awesome question. Uh, Portia always also had another question. She wanted to know when the book was coming out. I'm sure that you may not know that yet, but I don't want to ignore anybody from the room. I don't know when the book is coming out. Um... I did a focus group. Yeah, I don't know when it was, uh, it's going to probably come out next year. We're just strategically planning uh, a lot of stuff because when we when I wrote the book, it was it was a hard thing for me to do, but it was very healing. And I know when people read it, it's going to be healing for them as well. We put the book on the back burner because we really wanted to focus on the momentum of the second album. And then so that when the book comes out, it makes all the sense of who Tamar is and, you know, why she's been through what she's been through type of thing. And we did a, a focus group, like 20 people in a room, and we all were in tears just in the first chapter. So it's a very powerful book, not because it's my story, but because it's the side that people just don't know of what I've had to endure, but it's created who I am. So um, we're going to strategically plan it, and I don't know yet, but I definitely will keep you guys posted. I promise. Thank you. Every awesome. little step you take. Baby, get closer to my heart, but it's like, okay, it's like, in there, the river's out of, get closer to my heart. Y'all are bringing out some songs. Hilarious. <laughs> how do they know that? Hmm. I know, how do y'all know these songs? Huh. <laughs> how do y'all know these songs? Hi, Marcia. Marcy, are we like relatives? What's going on, David? <laughs> Oh man! Now you also had have a background in re, in in recent time of like film and television. Um, has there any like been any like special things that you love to do? I know there's probably some that you hate, but we don't need to talk about that. But your film and television stuff, what has been like some of your favorite uh, moments from that? Film and television. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about film and TV? Um, I yes. think one of my most favorite points in my career was when I played a guest star on Boston Public and I was acting against Loretta Devine and I was just kind of like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, so that was an experience and I did TV pilots at the time, but once again, when I met Prince, like nothing else mattered, like 
nothing else matters, you know. Um, and I was well into auditioning and stuff like that, but nothing else matters. I was hanging and performing and rehearsing with Prince Rogers Nelson. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> right. Now, you are you starring, though? Are you going to be starring in a short film soon? I am. I cannot disclose it yet, but it is pretty exciting because I was asked at the very last minute and I love the role so much. It's the total opposite of who I am, like all the stuff I've done with Mr. Perry, except the Medea Gets a Christmas. But um, it's the total opposite of who I am. Drastic, different look, everything. I don't know if you guys will even know it's me, but I'll definitely keep you posted on when that happens. Awesome. Thank I you. I didn't have a part in 3121 movie. No, sir, Cody. There you go. Asking those questions. How does he know about that movie? Hmm. I know that Cody. Huh. Now, Incense know, and Candles. <laughs> well, what can you tell us I about Incense and Candles? Um, Incense and Candles was a very nice song. I was so mad that it didn't get rotation like I thought it should. Like that no. song, Black Sweat, Lolita. Um, I mean, it, it just that album alone was just like it. It was. It was just crazy. Like I was bumping it in my truck, just loud, just loud, 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 loud. That's how much I love that album. And I don't really listen to too many records in my car. So that 3121 was seriously special to me. Like that was the most special record I think I've ever heard, you know, and jammed from top to bottom. And it didn't hurt that, you know, I was on there, but it was, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. It sounded hot from the moment that we heard it. It does. It did seem like that would have been a single such as Love. I'm kind of disappointed that it didn't. Hopefully it can be revisited. I know that the that's where the twins were actually discovered uh, was in the Incense and Candles auditions, just like maybe they're going to be discovering somebody for the Breakfast Can Wait video that's due. But that was the intention. I don't know if the video was ever made for Incense and Candles, but I know that they did auditions and it was supposed to be made. Now, let me ask you, you can either, you don't have to go into detail with it. What, to your knowledge, with you, was there ever a video shot for Incense and Candles? You know what? I don't know. That's how I met the twins, actually. I walked into the audition. Uh -huh. Don't ask me how I got there. All that is a little bit of a blur. But I remember that they were literally learning the routine. Um, so I don't know what happened after that. That's actually a good question. I never even thought about that. Um, I don't know. I know in this position now as being a creator and creating new things, sometimes you're doing so much that you kind of just stop doing this and you do this and then you stop doing that and you do that. And thank God for my parents because they'll pull me right back and be like, okay, you need to focus and sit still and settle. And that's just the perils of being a creative person. You're always kind of thinking of stuff and writing this and starting something and not finishing that and then coming back to finish it. So I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm curious to know what the twins say, what happened. <laughs> I was wanting to get them on with you as a little bit of a surprise. They they might be watching. If they are, we'd love to have you on. Shoot shoot me a text or go ahead and put a camera request if they are. Uh, if not, we'll just get into some, some other things. Um, obviously, you know, you had a great relationship with Prince on record with 3121, had several Grammy nominations with it, rehooked up back with him in New York a few weeks ago. How much would you love to grace the stage with Prince again? I don't know. He is, the energy on stage with him is just like, the only thing I request next time I get on stage with you, Prince, is like, can I just not wear no shoes? Because I just be really ready to get down, like just get down. But it's a, it's, I'm sure a lot of people can always attest to when you're around certain people, there's certain things that they can bring out of you that other people can't. And I want to experience that some more. That's how much I want to be back on stage with him. I mean, I was just excited to be on stage just jamming on the side. I didn't even care about singing. So when the mic was given to me, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, what would I say? But the fact that I'm singing a classic with a legend who is, happens to be my mentor, it just, I cannot wait to get back on stage with him. I cannot wait to see you all again. It has been a blessing to see familiar faces. I mean, I know you by name, but you guys as an independent artist, it is beyond a blessing 
to see people who have been with you when you started and they're there just ride or die. And that's what I have to say about you guys from day one. I never knew Prince fans were the way y'all are. Never knew. But when I got involved in the fold, I was like, you guys are everywhere. I get messages from everywhere in the world. It is just a blessing to have you guys support from day one. So thank you. That's pretty. That, that's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. Someone asked a question though. Uh, I know that "Beautiful Love and Blessed" was performed on Saturday Night Live, but people want to know why it was never performed on the Tamar tour or some of the shows that you did with Prince. You know what? That song is so special to me. I know a lot of artists always put in someone else for a duet when someone can't make it. That song, I'm, I'm not singing with nobody else. Like I could sing it by myself, but his verse is just. I can't go into the backstory of how that song was created per se, not like it's, it's too much information, but uh -huh. just, I don't, I don't know what you guys are know or have heard, but to be able to be in a recording session with Prince, I, I was told that never happened. So to be blessed to have been a part of Beautiful, Loved and Blessed, see him sing that song and record it, and he allowed me to record my verse on my own, that song is beyond special to me. I get emotional when I hear it. I got emotional every time we performed it. I got emotional every time we rehearsed it. So it's like, there's no way I can look to my right or left and see anybody else outside of him. That's just, that's just it just can't happen. Now, I'll try to do a verse, but that song's too funky to do a verse and not have him on his verse. That's not happening. So y'all need to figure out how we can get this song back up performing. We just may have found that way to happen. Now, um, you're also, what I looked on, you're also working with a nonprofit organization, HelpingAHero.org, that assists wounded veterans get housing. Is, is that correct? Yes. yes. Um, HelpingAHero.org, I know to some people, you know, the former President Bush is not everyone's favorite president, but I have had to understand to respect the position and I've been blessed to perform for President Bush, his father, and the former First Lady. And through that, I have been connecting with Helping a Hero. And they help wounded veterans get housing. And for people who do not know, Helping a Hero, when, when veterans are disabled, they don't have conducive sit living situations where they can be normal. And they have started building houses with home improvement, the biggest of the biggest, of people who donate their time. And in the process, it has been the most emotional thing to go through because I have an uncle who just passed a prostate cancer who was a vet and the postpartum things that happen for veterans when you see it up close you guys your heart just melts for these wounded heroes who have hearts of steel and they still have joy to just be alive and so I've partnered up with them to bring on some amazing entertainment situations for maybe over 60,000 people at a time um, and I can't even imagine what's going to happen with what we're about to embark upon. So um, that's helping a hero. That is helping a hero. That is very, very awesome, especially in these tough times to do something like that where our veterans really are forgotten. We're seeing, on the, we're seeing stories on the news that they're not getting the medical help that they're supposed to get. And then you know, it may not be brought to attention, but they may not be getting housing. But for you to do something like that, to put in your time for something like that is really, really great, Tamar. Like, really Thank great. You. And, it's, and it's very emotional. Like, you'll be at the galas and you'll just be crying because these people are just so happy to have fought on the front line. And you, you will, your whole perspective on who they are and what president is in office at that time, you're, nothing matters but the fact that you just wanna make sure that these families are taken care of. And I've really just told them whatever they need from me, just let me know, so. Amen. <laughs> I see someone that uh, question, uh, they wanna know if you play any instrument and if you do that also when you're writing songs. Um, I just started picking up the bass ever since working with Prince, so that's how, I don't know if you guys saw the MTV piece, but that's how I hear my music. I hear the bass line first, so I'll kind of strum it a little bit, and then um, I can read music, so if I really put my lazy self to work, I could probably play like Love Speaks on the piano um, or any of my piano tunes, 
So I'm trying to master that. It's, you know, when you're doing everything else, you just don't even think about it. But I have a baby grand at home. Y'all would think I would be on there every day. I'm not on there at all. So. <laughs> as, long, as long as you don't have your clothes on it, like some people I've seen, we're good. Yeah, no, no clothes <laughs> you know, on it. It's in the living room. Can't leave clothes in the living room. You know, it's like a, well, okay, you guys can't see behind me. Good. Um. It's like someone gets like an exercise machine or some weights and then it becomes their clothes rack. You know, we don't want to see that with the piano either. My so. floor is my clothes rack, okay? Like, ladies, anyone who's seen Sex in the City, y'all know the closet that she has in her first apartment? That's my closet. I have to get up and stand on stuff and put boxes up here and shoe boxes up here. And it's just like, gosh, I just, yeah, it's just too much. Oh, it's okay, Bethany. It's not a problem. You know, now now you're going to get someone who's going to go looking for your stuff and support you. Um, we're going to put up Tamar's uh, Facebook page and everything else that you guys can follow her on. She's also got an app. Now, here's what I want to know, because lately it's been going on that Prince is a really good ping pong player. He whooped my butt. Uh, he whooped Jimmy Fallon's butt, and apparently he whoops uh, a lot of his uh, band members' butts. During the 31-21 era, I know they had a pool table in the house, but did you guys play ping pong at all or was it pool? No, it was, I ain't play no pool. Now look, that's one thing y'all learn about me. If I don't know how to play something, I don't know how to play it, okay? I'm just, yeah. Um, ping pong though, he's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. Now, I was like, he's a beast. Now that's a good question. Um, Angelique asked, do I have all my clothes that I wore on tour with Prince? I have every single outfit. I designed a lot of them, so I'm keeping them. There was a point where I would wanted to just kind of like give them away, but I think I'm just going to frame them. And um, because I don't think you guys understand, if it was not for Prince, a lot of the gifts that I never knew I had would not have been stirred up. And I say that with the humblest, sincere, anything, everything y'all saw, I don't know what y'all have heard about anyone Everything y'all saw from how the songs were arranged on my album, what I wore, how I looked, that was not him. It was inspired by him saying, what do you want? And he stirred all of that up out of me to do every single thing y'all saw. So yeah, I don't, I don't even know what else to say, but um, all those outfits that y'all saw between me and my mom, we, were, we designed them. We just had fun, you know? Some of those shoes was from Ross. Let's be real. <laughs> Tamar shopped at Ross. Y'all heard it oh, here. Gosh. She Let's got see. her Ross on. <laughs> yeah, I get my Ross on. Like vintage clothing. I can't wait for y'all to see like my new hairstyle and my new hair color and new everything. Like I'm straight thrift shop girl. I oh, got yes. it at Ross. <laughs> Now, so, someone asked this question. I'm gonna, put, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna reword it just in case they want to know, like, who is the best singer actually? What I'm gonna rephrase it as is like, what are some of your favorite singers of all time and now that you love? Y'all would be very shocking, but my favorite singer of all time is Barbara Streisand. I, if I'm in the car, I'm listening to Kim. I am a huge Brandy fan huge brandy like huge brandy fan um i rock epiphany by um shaka khan i love that album um stephanie mills right i love her Steph people don't talk about her much i love stephanie mills um celine dion is a favorite but if you were to ask me who do i play at home i'm playing a lot of kim um, Esperanza Spalding. Um, I like Dally. I like a lot of underground artists that people don't really play on the mainstream radio. Um, I listen to a lot of old Prince, a lot of his older music. Um, that's really it. That's really it. And I listen to a lot of jazz, a lot of jazz. I rarely watch TV. I let the TV play jazz. So, yeah. I'm a nerd, y'all. It's all good. Esperanza Spalding's in there. 
And Ethron's spotting is actually on the new Janelle Monet as well, guys. Just to bring that back in for you, Electric Lady, which is in stores now that you can get at Target. I'm your salesperson for the hour, Dr. Fungenberry, and this is the wonderfully and talented Tamar Davis sitting in with us. So, someone wants to know, because like, you mentioned old school print jams, someone wants to know if you listen to like the old school print jams like DMSR. Yes, I, I, just, I yes. just, yeah, yes. of course, of course. Yeah. And I, I mean, my favorite song, if someone were to say, what is my favorite print song is um, like where I will go deaf is Diamonds and Pearls. Like I, that's it. You play that, it's a wrap. Um, mm. And Adore. So those are my two favorites. Adore. I'm not going for a release party. I'm not. Y'all will learn, I'm not a party person, but I'm not going though. That would be a fun party to go to. Right. Um, wow. Someone's like, you could do a remake of A Star Is Born with Prince. Oh, that is oh, a good right point. There. Now, I mean, how do y'all feel about this whole YouTube putting videos up every second? Like, I, 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 that is so hard for me to just sit there and record me singing all day. That sounds so vain. I don't know. I'll do it if y'all ask. And, and it's been asked quite a lot. So. Or you could just come. You could just come to Spreecast and start singing. Get your own little special yeah, Spreecast true. show going and just knock it out for everybody. To take requests. <laughs> I, I totally get it. So. Totally get it. So. But yeah, so that's me in a nutshell. No one sings in my family. Nobody. No one's a musician. No one. It's just it's it's just a God-given gift, literally. So no mm. one. I be there for you. <laughs> you right. are my heart and mind. I truly try you. This sky one day strike it fly. Your beauty I still see. <laughs> Someone said thing. I was like, oh. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Like I Have said, I we encourage it here. We encourage it, definitely. Someone, <laughs> someone asked a question, so I'm just gonna ask it. Um, they want to know where you got your voice from. Did you pick it up at Ross? Where did I get what? Your voice. <laughs> oh, my voice. Yeah, right. I mean, I trained. I trained operatically first, so. Um, but over time, people kept comparing my my vocal tone to Stephanie Mills, and then that's when I started really listening to Stephanie Mills, and. Um, and, that, and that's really what happened. I don't really listen to artists to imitate them, but when I started to hear her, I was like, oh, there is a comparison. So, um, mm -hmm. I feel good, baby, I feel good all over. You and I have what others dream about. And baby, I feel good. That's like one of my favorite songs by her. <laughs> and I often remember these strangers meeting for the very first time. Oh, y'all are too cute. Yeah, but now, um, is it Stephanie Mills. Someone put in a room that they wanted to know, did you learn how to sing from going to church? No, a lot of my singing came from just being by myself. I mean, literally, I just, I was just always by myself growing up. And um, people would just say, you know, hey, can you sing this? And I would say yes, even if I didn't know the song, I would lie and say yes. And then I would learn the song and I would just try to do it like I heard it. And then that's kind of what trained my voice, you know. Um, but my registry got bigger and grew once I went to USC and I started really honing in on opera, like really, really focusing on it. And to this very day, I still use Vicky Mudo as my voice teacher. So I haven't had a voice lesson in like six, seven years, but I still use her as a voice teacher. Someone is asking this question, although um, they want to know if there was a lot of other songs that you did vocals on in 3121 that didn't make the album. No, I think I think those were the songs. Those were okay, the cool. songs that were on the record were the only ones, yeah. Right. Um, give me a moment here. Uh, 
You know, it's funny. I, I sang home once. I can't remember the words. When I think of home, I think of a place where there's love overflowing. I wish I was home. I wish I was back there. It just seems I've been knowing when I make the tall grass thin and delete it. Suddenly, no, 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 I don't know this song. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. It sounded great. Um, um, what did it feel like to hear my songs on the radio? Let me ask, answer one more question. We were at rehearsal uh, in LA off Sunset and Prince was like, come, 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 come. And Magic, I mean, KGLH is the, is the radio station in the United States that broke Beautiful Love and Bliss. And I just sat there and I could not move. I couldn't move. I couldn't move. <laughs> I couldn't move. Awesome. Now, so, someone's been asking this question a little bit. They want to know, considering that you sing in French, what are some other languages you sing? And is there a way to listen to you sing in those other languages? Um, Italian and German. But you want to hear something funny? German is like one of my favorite um, hmm. dialects. Like, it's weird. I don't know if it's because it's so, it's easier for the tonation for all you musicians and vocalists. Um, and I can't remember any of my German songs. And it's funny, today I pulled out one of my books and I was like, I got to get back into learning this kind of music. So, um, but I am going to do some recordings in it. Don't want to give all of that away, but I am. On this second project, you'll hear some, some interesting things, of course, with the string orchestra. So that's going to be fun, but you'll get a chance to hear it on this time. Wonderful. Now, what you, what you guys are seeing at the bottom, sorry, really quick, is just that's, that's Tamar's app right there that you guys can get off of iTunes, just so you are aware. My app. Um, yep, and we're going to be putting up also her Facebook page and her Twitter as well. This is her Facebook that you guys can join to follow her and be up on everything that Tamar is up to. Now you're getting requests of people wanting you to sing in French, by the way. <laughs> I know, I'm trying to think of one of my songs. Um, um, I'm trying to remember songs. Y'all like giving me songs like right off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> y'all are like really putting me on the spot. <laughs> I owe y'all. Like I owe y'all. I'm going to get one of the songs that I'm going to sing it. I'll put it on YouTube just for y'all. Like I'm going to go freshen up tonight and I'm going to put it on YouTube. Cool. Do I miss my Afro head? Yes. I feel too Americanized. No, um, I do miss it. And being in New York, it's just interesting to see other women just wear their hair natural and stuff like that. So I am definitely going to bring it back with some twist to it. Awesomeness. <laughs> um, just trying to see if I missed any questions that people were going on. Was there anything that we didn't discuss that you were wanting to discuss, maybe? No, you guys have been great. Y'all can see how silly I am. We love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to definitely bring back the fro. I'm going to bring back the fro, I promise. I promise, I promise, I promise. Better, better you than me. <laughs> yeah, no fro on you. <laughs> Thanks, Portia. Um, I am very silly. Very silly. Like, silly. <laughs> like, my brothers don't want to hang around me silly. <laughs> Merci. Uh, may not have missed it earlier, but you said you definitely would love to work with Prince again. That's one of her questions. Don't want to think that we're ignoring you, Angelique, but it was uh, discussed earlier uh, that she would love to work with Prince again, obviously. Oh my gosh, yes. Are you kidding me? You know, um, but I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show and just being able to get everything thank done. You. you know, everything ran smooth. I'm, I'm, Glad that you were here. I cannot wait to have you on again, maybe next month, hopefully. If you're available, we'd love to have you on. And we'll do it. Maybe you guys um, can come backstage one night. Hey, whatever you want. If it's in New York or LA, in LA, I'll do it. If it's in New York, I'll get someone that'll represent me quite well. So 
wherever okay. you're at, we'll be at Tamar. You guys okay. are the Good sweetest. Like, please. You you said you're always in the little curly prince hair. <laughs> you know, well, honestly, let me say one more thing. The the afro I kind of got rid of because when people met me, um, when they got really close, they were just like, "Oh my God, you're so much younger." And to on stage, I look, you know, older, like, you know, more of a woman type of thing. Um, so I, that's what kind of made me kind of get rid of it. But um, I'm just gonna do something a little different to it because people swear I'm still like in college, you know, sometimes. So um, yeah, I did look older with the fro, but I felt so powerful with the fro. Now it's like everyone treats me like little little Tamar, you know. But um, I am gonna bring back the fro. But that's the main reason why I let it go. That's honestly the main reason. So. Mm -hmm. Lastly, again, just because we know that you're in New York right now or have been in New York, people want to know if you're going to be performing there again. If so, when? Um, I don't have a schedule yet, but I will have one pretty soon. I know I'm supposed to be at an actual location as well. So bringing some funk awesome. to uh, New York. So we'll see. Well, again, Tamar, thank you so much for being here with us. I really appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. It seems like everyone was very happy to see from see you and hear from you. Thank you. Bye, you guys. We'll talk soon, Tamar. Thanks again. Alrighty. Bye. What an awesome guest. Thank you guys so much for participating. You guys had amazing questions. I really appreciate it. I saw a couple of camera requests from Bethany and whatnot. We try to get those at the beginning and the middle, not towards the end, just because we want to get everything smooth. We want you on camera. We welcome you on camera. Uh, next week, we're going to have someone very cool on. Um, don't want to say yet just in case things fall through, but someone that has always been a huge supporter of DrFunkinBerry.com and Spreecast. So I cannot wait to have her on again. Um, make sure always to visit my website for the most on Prince news and Prince related from the MPG Divas, the Third Eye Girl, to Tamar, to everybody. We get it covered. Um, We'll see about that, Butch. Uh, and also, whenever it comes to like some super breaking news, um, my Twitter is also a good place to follow. And for some reason, let's hopefully it's the right one. And it's not really saying it is, but we'll go with it. Um, if not, we'll just go with the website just because the link wasn't showing up properly. What we're going to do is that we're going to close out the show with the way that we started with a little bit of behind the scenes of Janelle Monet on her cover shoot for the Electric Lady album, which right now is in stores. We recommend getting the Target brand. If you didn't see at the top of the show, um, we played her performance of Dance Apocalyptic from last night on Letterman, which was quite amazing. Only two people have ever danced on Letterman's desk before, actually three. I apologize. Bruce Springsteen, Gwen Stefani from No Doubt, and now you can add Janelle Monet to that. Um, it's also, uh, Portia, it's also on drfungaberry.com right now on the front page if you want to see that performance. We got everything hooked up with that. Um, Drew Barrymore is a little bit of a different case. She did a little something different on Dave's desk, uh, which I would rather see than Miley Cyrus. But here we're going to go. I thank you guys so much. We're going to send you from, from behind-the-scenes footage of the Electric Lady cover shoot. For those having trouble, go ahead and press play. <laughs> 